BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. It is January 16th, 2023. This is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a home before dark podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what are you guys? What are, what are we sipping on tonight? I have the new Old Fourth Distillery Cast Strength. Uh, nice. I'm opening a bottle of this uh, Woodford Rye. Nice. I have a. Uh, it is a 2022, I think, uh, cherry vanilla Coke Zero sugar. Ooh, it's got. It just has cool colors too. It's got like that little, it's like tri-band colors. Oh, what is happening, guys? I am Tim Herb, as always. I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Kevin Bradley, over to that side of the screen, if you're watching us on YouTube. Mr. Dan James down below in uh, in the fortress. It's funny, that's how he is in the leaderboards on Peloton with my uh, my stats, oh, too. Down I below. forgot. I forgot. We got a couple of... Consistent placement couple of rich boys riding pelotons you guys know the deal if you guys are listening to us on youtube hit the like subscribe notification bell icon share us with your friends um let it be known and then if you guys are listening to us on uh, apple Podcasts, spotify whatever if you can leave a rating and or a review leave a rating and or a review we would greatly appreciate it and we will read it live on the show with that said, it is season number seven, boys, episode 190. And that's like, that's wow. bad because like we did like probably five episodes last season. Yeah. <laughs> is what it is. Uh, yeah, we're closely approaching episode 200. Do you know what all happened last season? Just generally speaking with lives and the lack of a real season to talk about mm. to begin with. Not of the five episodes re-recorded, I think three of them were just contemplating whether Joseph was going to be gone or not. Spoiler alert: he's going to be. Yeah, yeah, it's it's surprising. So I was, um, 
as I'm wont to do. I, I went to transfermarket.us earlier just to get a get a feel for uh, because there's been so many uh, there's been so much roster movement for Atlanta United. I didn't want to miss anything, and I realized Joseph hasn't even hit that yet. Like I, it's it's all but it's all but done, right? Seems like it. Apparently, he is uh, past his medical. I'm in Miami. So we're just waiting on that. Well, he's probably not going to get anything from Atlanta United. He's just going to get a welcome to Miami from into Miami. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, that's the biggest, that's the elephant in the room, right? That's what we, uh, what, what the people probably want to discuss most. I don't know. It just feels to be, it feels good to be back. And I guess I should do roll call on the trap. We have Richard Gordon, Jay Hannibal, Carl Seggy. Uh, we have Nathan Explosion, NYCFC fan Nathan Explosion, as uh, like joining us. Oh, wow. always, yeah. Uh, Stephen Perales, Kendrick Brock, Brittany S, Brandon Scott. It's just, it feels good. It yeah. feels good to be back. It feels good to have everybody, uh, everybody in the trap. It's, um, yeah. It's just, it's a, it's a regular. I say regular. Uh, Dan, do you have regular. any? Regular, yeah, regular. Yeah, it's reg regular. Um, do you have any words that your kids mispronounce or you mispronounce as a result of your kids on accident all the time? Not that my daughter's saying regular, but like my nieces and nephews, because she's not that old yet to really do that. But my nieces and nephews kept saying regular, and I can't not say it, and I get caught saying it all the time instead of regular. It's like the reverse of nuclear and nuclear, right? Like you hear a grown person say nuclear and you're like, there's, there's one you. <laughs> yeah, no, they told, there's a whole bunch of them, but now you've put me on the spot. I'm not prepared and none of them are coming to mind. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I okay. Can't. All Sorry. right. Well, cool. Um, <laughs> You're welcome, Tim. You're welcome. Yeah, setting me up, and I just shut you. All right, down. so we I'm we so start... glad we're back, guys. This yeah, is... me too. Are we? So are we starting with the Joseph news, the movement, or you guys want to kind of go chronologically? I don't know how you guys want to do it. It's been so long since we've uh, we've we've done a pod. Um... You act like I prepared an agenda or some like list of things that I want to go oh. through in sequential order. I I would be remiss if I didn't say that I saw Domer Donaldson randomly at kroger today on my way home from work <laughs> <laughs> just happened to see him damn it he gave me some stickers and i they left them in the kitchen but uh they're dead presidents atl stickers uh they're super nice. super cool yeah nice. get one to you guys but um yeah so yeah let's let's just do it i mean that's the name of the episode that i put up is hello season seven so long number seven because oh well done yeah it's for the first time in, um, I guess, six years. We're going to be fielding a team without the possibility of, with either with with not having Joseph Martinez as a paid Atlanta United player. I guess that's probably technically wrong. I think we're still paying part of his salary as he goes down to Fort Lauderdale. But um, well, we're going to buy him out. So we are. But I mean, it's it's one of those things, right? Like it's he's he's going to be an Auburn coach, 
right? Like he's going to be, we're going to be paying him for a few more years still probably. No, we're going to buy him out. We're paying him for a few more years, but actually in contention for some level of relevancy within the league. Uh, no argument That's there. The big difference we're looking for. Lady United and Auburn. Your shit talking is completely missed on me. <laughs> like it's. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I felt good about Auburn football. <laughs> it's been a long time since the Trey Mason Florida State uh, beginning of that Florida since State Cam national Newton championship was relevant in any league. No, that's not true. That's not true. Nick Marshall and Trey Mason almost won a national championship against. Uh, it was Jameis, right? It was Jameis Winston yeah, was and Dalvin Cook season, and yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's really weird. Uh, I I could start off by saying that. And I think the three of us are probably in a very boring way for people listening. Actually, I don't know. Maybe they're going to get mad in their cars or mad online or whatever people are, where people are getting mad these days. If people are still listening to this show seven years in and hate listening to it, (laughs) they really need to find a better thing to do with their time. Oh yeah, people. Especially when we gave them a bevy of hiatuses to so many hiatuses. abandon any level of attention. We're like at the drive-in, if if yeah. anybody's familiar. Yes. yes. Um, Mars Volta drops that new album. People are coming out to listen to it. They're gonna and guess what? Listen to it. And guess what? They're broken up again. Probably. Like this <laughs> is just what happens, guys. It's just what happens. It's not creative differences. It's not. We're more of like that band that put out a, like a really good album, waited a couple years. We toured on it. We toured on it. We toured on it, and then we kind of. We did the whole, we need to like grow up and go do our life stuff explanation through like alternative press. And then we came back and now we're back. And this is our comeback album. That's it. This is It's going to end with an MLS cup, right? Yeah. This is a comeback album. <laughs> oh, um, so yeah, since 2017, this is, this is the first time that we're going to be without, um, Joseph Martinez on the roster and it, yeah. uh, I don't know. I'll, I'm going to flip it to Dan. I don't know. I don't know how you feel. Like, what are your immediate reactions? I was saying, like, most likely people are probably going to find this boring because I think the three of us feel pretty much the same on this issue or this this topic. Yeah. So my initial reaction is it 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 really sucks. Like, I love Joseph uh, and I hate that he's going somewhere else. And there's a fear in me that he's going to turn it around somewhere else and score another thirty goals in the season, but realistically i don't see that happening um and realistically Especially with the the miami roster that you see on the horizon right like i mean what's it get one season before messi's there is that how it shakes out oh my god <laughs> it's been one season for the past three seasons <laughs> he just signed a new deal at psg i'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah but mls is coming now yeah, I mean, they did pretty well last year, didn't they? Miami, they fin- they got they made the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. Other than us, um, <clears throat> it's just the team and Joseph just need to part ways. They they need to separate. It's it feels kind of. I mean, it just kind of felt stale towards the end there, uh, just with everything in general. So, <clears throat> and uh, I mean, saying that like the Joseph. The the whole like oh he's still on there from the 2018 MLS Cup winning team. It's like come on, we're like three or four years removed from that. 
Um, let's just move on. It's obviously none of this chemistry is working in this team. Um, Joseph's not clicking with anyone. He's from reports from the players. He's isolated himself into in the dressing room. Um, I don't, you know, when he had his and he flipped over the the chicken and rice. That's I don't know. I don't see that as a as a real gathering Watch point. Watch that broke. The, back. <laughs> and the you know it's just and the none of the results kind of came better from there. I mean, I think we had one or two like better performances, but it still just kind of was a few games and then just kind of back to the same stuff. So. Uh, and he's such a huge personality. When he's in Atlanta United, when he's in the team, I mean, he is, I mean, he basically is Atlanta United. And we need to move on from that. We need to write a new chapter. Like, well, we need to write a whole new book, really. I mean, yeah. we, we've got to close this one. We've got to move on. It's got to be someone else's team now. And it's not going to become Diego Armada's team while Joseph is still there. No. No, it's a, that's that's really well put, Dan. Is that in order for this team to evolve, you have to shed some of the um, the the foundation in some regard, and uh, you've got to accept that the that change is part of that evolution, and that in order for these key pieces to thrive. They need to have a system and a group of players around them that facilitates that. And it's it's become really evident that Joseph Martinez has not been that. Um, and that was even before the likes of Almada really coming in this past season. And you really don't want to stunt his growth or his potential uh, for a player who seems to be on the other end of what his potential ceiling could be in Joseph Martinez. You know, um, I certainly wish him all the best. I love, love him to death for everything he's done for the club over the years and what he's meant to this fan base. But, you know, the, the show goes on and eventually it was going to happen, whether um, of his age or, or tenure or injuries or, you know, retirement, whatever it may be, inevitably there was going to be an end. And I would rather it be an end with pieces already in place that seem to be chomping at the bit to sort of take the reins and, and ascend the mantle than in a position where Atlanta doesn't really seem to have any answers and you're scrambling to try to figure it out and pick up the pieces after the fact. I think that's one of the hardest things about the situation, right? So, like, I, I can echo the sentiments, just the fact that um, this badge right here means more than any player as a fan, in my opinion, right? Like, I, I cheer for laundry over a player. But that said, Justin Martinez is, he is our, like, talisman. He's been our talisman for, for our, our entirety uh, of existence. I mean, save maybe a season, two seasons with Miggy where he shared that mantle, but he is really like iconic to this team. And it's, it's a very weird situation for me to see him in another, another kit. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's, it's less, it's less sad because I think that he's going to be moving on to a situation that maybe better suits him uh, where he's going to be happy because I, I think it was pretty, pretty fair to say that, you know, moving forward, he wasn't going to be happy in the situation and it was probably best. And I don't for know both. what was going to make him happy. Like no. that, that was what was evident was that it was, it was the manager and then it was the players and then it was the system and then it was the playtime. It's like, dude, at a certain point, you know, if everything's the problem, 
except you, you got to kind of take a look in the mirror, right? Yeah, a hundred, absolutely, hundred percent. From what I understand, it wasn't just Pineda either. I, mean, I, I don't know if it was Heinze too or Frank DeBoer, but it's, it's. It, I don't think it was the first time where he didn't, you know, get on with the manager at times. So, I mean, the only thing that, from an outside perspective, that maybe would have made things better was that uh, uh, another shift, another managerial shift. But at that point, you're letting the player. You're giving into the player and letting him dictate the the path for the club, and and at that rate, like he's not 2017, 2018 Joseph Martinez anymore, right? So like it's not like even one of those things where you're like, well, we should listen to him for a few more years. So he's a guy that was still pretty productive, but still, it's it's I think it's fair to say it was a shell of his former self. But um, but Kevin, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like my mind immediately goes to this is kind of a smokescreen because like we have so much shit, like we have so many departures we have to uh, like account for. Uh, and we have a, a forward position, like a steady forward position that we haven't filled in two years or three years. If you want to yeah. even say that, because I mean, Joseph has been inconsistent and he's also been injured and who else has been there. I mean, Dom right. Dwyer did a fantastic job and I salute him and I hope him, you know, hope he has, you know, a great future ahead of him for towards the end of his career. But I mean, we, we haven't had that talismanic striker in, in years. And, and it's not just there, like there's so much stuff that we have to talk about in terms of uh, holes in this lineup and holes in this, in this team sheet that we have to, we have to get to. And it, it is kind of like, I want to say goodbye and, or whatever. I like, you know, I, I, I hope Joseph does well, except for against us. Um, but it really was something that needed to happen. Um, and I'm just glad we're almost over the edge, over the, over the, we're not to the official tweet yet, but we're yeah. getting there, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm saying goodbye. I mean, it's kind of like the last season was, I mean, I was interested, but like looking back on it, it's, you know, kind of not, a nothing season. Um, I mean, the only good things that came out of is Pineda had a, a, a year with the squad where you had some guys who were obviously going to keep around like uh, Sosa and Amar Sadich that can bed in with the system a little bit more uh, and look be a part of that. Maybe Sosa can be more of a veteran presence now uh, that he's going to be three years in. Uh I feel like we've been stuck in a fog since COVID, man. Like there's not mm. been a standout season or a standout run of a season, except for that run where we were, you know, we were six games undefeated or whatever it was for that little stretch there two years ago or whatever it was. But mm-hmm. by and large, the past three years just feel like a fog and ultimately a wash. And you never want to be a club where there's clearly talent and clearly acquisitions that are being made and people that are being brought in that have a lot to contribute to this lineup. But the fact that three years has gone by and it's like you had a great season out of Almada last year, but ultimately it led to nothing from an overall team momentum going forward. I feel like without some really big roster moves in this off season, like you've got talent, like Almada, Aruju, you know, and you've had some people come and go along the way, but 
it's just not it, there's just been no sort of momentum to build on i feel like or to talk about year over year in recent years especially with all of the managerial turnover and everything else like i think this is the first first year in 3 years that we've got a manager that's managed to coach not only one full season but return for a second i mean that's mm-hmm. that's crazy to think about yeah 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 go ahead dan sorry oh i was just i was going to change a little bit tim so why don't you no, I was just going to like, I, I had pinned a comment from Carl Seggy on the screen earlier. I'll put it back up. He said several massive egos in the dressing room and the manager front office needed to take charge. Uh, no one player is bigger than the team. And he kind of points out with the front office. I I mean, Garth Lagerway, who we haven't even talked about, is our new uh, president, right? Taking over for Darren, for Darren Eels on a permanent basis and probably overseeing a little more, um, doing a little more micromanaging there. But like, yeah, I, I think he had to back his guy, um, especially when it seems like the discontent was coming from one person uh, in the camp, right? It didn't seem like yeah. it was widespread. So, well, uh, yeah, I don't think I, I don't classify Pineda as Lagoway's guy. Like, I know he worked with him in Seattle, but Lagoway didn't pick him. So, I think I, that's fair. I that's feel fair. like Lagoway, I mean, I've Lagaway is the biggest biggest signing of the offseason. I mean, there's so much hype around him, and I'm so excited to see what he does at Atlanta United. Uh, it, I imagine it should be, well, with all the hype, it should be amazing, but we'll see. But with, with Joseph going and this pretty big gamble we're facing now, it it seems even more critical that we get at least another year out of Almada. Because if Almada goes in the, if he goes before the transfer window, I'm really worried about the season. And if he goes in the summer, I'm really worried about that back half of the season and even get into the playoffs. Because in order to keep him around, I feel like Lagaway, and Lagaway said we're going to build around Almada, but. Yeah, in order to keep him point, yeah. to keep him here, to keep him happy and say, look, we want to put you in the best position to succeed. We want you go, we don't want you to go to like some second division European team or some lower half uh table team. We want you to go to the best yeah. uh in whatever European uh Premier League, another first tier European league that we can get you in. Uh, and that's going to be good for Almada, and it's going to be the best thing for Atlanta United because, I mean, we should if we can just build everything around him. I mean, I would imagine that we should get at least to the playoffs, but also that's just going to um, give us a better return on our investment. And obviously, we want we want that money to come in. But he he that is critical to me. Uh, for this season. We should do. Jay Hannibal, do we break Miggy's transfer record with Armada? If we make Armada our centerpiece and build everything around him, absolutely. Because yeah. I if I don't know if the rumor came from the FIFA video game or if FIFA put it in there, but according to the FIFA video game and things that I've seen through Twitter, it seems like his he has a release clause around twenty four million pounds. If I'm That's not mistaken, Joe Patrick. It was Joe Patrick saying yeah, that. So, and he said it was just a rumor, and I hope to God it's not true. And I'm thinking that he's still a Man United player; that it can't be true. I mean, that's freaking nothing. Oh yeah, for for a guy who 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 cracked 
uh, cracked the lineup. Well, I mean, he su- he was a sub in in a couple world ca- World Cup matches, leading to a uh, leading to a title. Yeah, it's I he I think he has to break the the Miggy um, surely the Miggy record. The one thing I will say about that though is like there's there's a little bit of like old head in me that's like I don't know if I want the guy who's plan is to be here one year to be the guy on the team and it i don't know it's just like this conundrum right because as a like after watching joseph be that guy for so long but think about what it's gotten the the club right like it's high tides raise all boats mentality it's like yes i see where you're coming from that you've got to sort of consistently be in a state of rebuilding and restructuring but without those marquee players to show that it's possible or with a proven track record that the club is capable of elevating players to that level, you're not going to recruit the next generation of that talent to be able to continue pushing the bar forward and higher and higher year over year. Like I would much rather that be the case and be getting these standout players every couple of years that you're at least relevant on some consistent basis even if it's not year over year consistency it's it's allowing you to keep pushing that bar forward right like i think that that's that's ultimately a a overall benefit to the club and to potential signings in the future yeah no i think you're right i think it's a mental roadblock that i have to get past right because i i I just look at like i think miles at this point may be the guy that we have as long as we can lock him up that we have long term, that's going to be a leader. That's going to be here for, for a long time. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, his injury has kind of made it that way. Yeah. It's probably curtailed. I don't know. He could be in for a late move to, to Europe in some regard, but um, yeah, for right now, I kind of look at that. I know it's, it, you're right. It's one guy's success breeds two more transfers in and right. then those guys yeah. get, you know, those guys get big money moves and, and transfer out. Um, so, Tim, to, uh, I would also say we don't have a choice. We have to make him. He is he is the best uh, player that we have to build a team around, and he plays in that position to build a, a team around. Oh, dude, I, I agree with so, you 100%. I agree with you 100%. I love the guy, and I think he's one of the most talented players in MLS, and he's a guy that I'm banking on winning us games this year. I mean, he could I'm very just, easily win MVP. I, yeah. I do I do feel, however, that he is that really attractive girl that somehow you've let managed to land, and... She obviously doesn't know you very well, <laughs> and she's always looking. You know, you're always there, like, oh man, who's she gonna go with now? And she's also in that mode, like, you know, she's Why not giving like you the attention. A therapy session for Dan. <laughs> she's she's not giving you that attention because she just wants to, you know, she's looking around. She's not she's not worried about. He's you. been watching a lot of Freddie <laughs> yeah. Prince Jr. You've been showing the boys Freddie Prince Jr. movies well, from yeah. the nineties. Yeah. Feel like we're peeking behind the james curtain here she's Come like on. oh i'm going to college but you know i'm not going to the same college as you uh, yeah i feel like uh that's i feel like that's a plot of a movie that i've seen 100 percent. um all right what's what's like the swiss cheese that has the most holes in it because i feel like that's our team sheet right now oh the position 
No, I just mean like we look like a like the holiest the pope of string or uh, swiss cheeses like it's it's crazy how i can i read off the the departures for you guys real quick alan franco george campbell marcelino moreno um hold on just a second Dom well, tyler wolf is back i thought he is okay I don't know. Really he's cool. showing up in departure. Oh, because he's he's departed and arrived back in. So Cisneros is gone. We cut ties with Emerson Hyman. Raul Godinho's loan got cut short. Dom Dwyer got released. Alex DeJohn released. Bobby Shuttleworth retired. Mikey Ambrose released. Dylan Castanero released. Bryce Washington released. Obviously, like that goes in order on transfermarket.us from most valuable to least valuable player. Um, yeah, it's a lot. I think the the main one that really kind of doesn't sit well with me is the George Campbell transfer. Um, just because I think he's getting ready to really have his surge, uh, his career surge. And I understand probably the need to grab allocation money. We got a good bit of allocation money from what I understand from that transfer to Montreal. I don't like him being the same conference, um, but I mean that was de- that's definitely a position of need for us, and I felt like, yeah, I don't know. Brittany asked, uh, disagreeing with me immediately, saying he was regressing. He didn't have the best season last season, and I mean that could be because Miles wasn't there, and um, but he just didn't seem to have. You know, there were a bunch of errors that he had, uh, mistakes. He got benched a few games. Uh, I think towards the end there. Uh, Parada just basically took his spot. Um, and the other thing, I mean, we got a, we, what did we get? Like 900,000 in GAM, which is an incredible amount for what he put on the field last year. So, yeah, I, I mean, feel they, like they it's bought a, potential, right? Like they bought potential. They bought potential. He's, Absolutely. He's, and I still believe this, he's men's national team center back potential talent. Like he mm-hmm. is, he is, he is big. He is athletic. He is, I, I feel like he plays the, at this, at this point in his career, I think he can play a ball better than, than miles could at, at that point. But well, I don't know. They, they're he's maybe a, more versatile too. He played center defensive mid a couple times, right? Uh, yeah, maybe, but I still feel like he, they're paying potential, but he was on a downward curve, a slight downward curve. So I think we did. I think we did the best thing. So I would say a positive move and based on the fan base, positive moves are therefore lag away moves. But if it's a negative move, then it's (laughs) It's a Boca Boca move. So I don't know. Is that a lag away or a Boca, Tim, in your eyes? It really depends. Uh, And and Kevin, I don't want to completely take this conversation and uh, keep you out of it because I know you have stuff to say about the the Campbell um, transfer, but my only qualm with that move is if we knew we were moving Alan Franco when we moved George Campbell, because we have a Miles Robinson coming back from a bad injury and probably not going to be ready. Um, unless we really banked on Alexander Cowens coming to Atlanta United, which he he's not, he's not people. He went to Boca juniors from what I understand. But if we knew that and we only have, Juanjo Parada, who is, I think, going back in July, if I'm not mistaken. If that's our that's our senior center back, that's it. 
we're going to play one in the back or maybe a three back, but with two wing backs and just one guy in the middle. I don't know. It's it just seems ill-advised to sell off two of your potential starting center backs. I don't know what you think, Kevin. Yeah, I, I just have no idea which way a lot of these things are going. I was actually just looking up. I'm assuming we still have Ozzy in the lineup, too, who's coming back from an injury, right? Like those kinds of players seem to be a more logical release to me. Like I'm, I'm surprised that he's still on the roster considering his age and his injury last year and you know, we're talking about miles coming back and potentially not being a hundred percent and not that's, you know, you're talking about some older players right there in front of them kind of along the same lines. It seems odd. I agree to release Campbell in a position that I don't know that you have much depth to begin with. I just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. I understand the, to Brittany's point, it, it's not like he was the MVP on defense last year, but I just, I don't know. I guess if if you're going to burn it and try to rebuild it, that's the only way to go. And you can't have a safety net, right? Like what's the phrase? If you're, you know, you you can't do that sort of a leap of faith with a safety net. So it's like, you've got to free up all of that, that allocation money to be able to go after the players and, and build what you want out of that. But it seems like a very risky move in the process, but you've got to trust the process as a result. So. Yeah. I So Stephen Pryor's in the trap. Uh, and Sam Jones says he's not actually close to Boca yet. So I don't think he's not signed with Boca and Boca actually signed a center back Valdez today. So it's not, it's Callens isn't there, but then I've also seen reports that, you know, the contract extension in NYCFC is still ongoing with Callens. So I, I think it's say, yeah. pretty much up in the air. And I was going to say the other thing is too, is it's like from a, a supply and demand standpoint too, is it's like, it's not like you're getting rid of a wildly successful left back and you've got nobody else behind him. Like, He's a center back, and it's not to say that a dime a dozen, but it's not as hard of a position to fill as a left back would be, or you know, a forward or something like that. Like you, you can find a center back that's fairly capable at a similar price point to what George Campbell was giving you to begin with, if you have to. You know, I guess from that standpoint, I'm not as concerned from the position and what talent is available out there elsewhere. So there's at least that. Well, Dan wins the argument because Kevin just flipped. So, <laughs> not I mean, trying to win it. no, 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 I, I get it. And, <laughs> and you're not wrong in MLS. You don't need, you can't, the MLS is not to the point where you can have to, like, where you should expect having two Walker Zimmermans on your back right. line, right? right? Like, the quality of starting center back, you're right, is dime a dozen is not the right term, but we'll use it here. It is, but, at the same time, we've seen that experiment kind of, or that that kind of tested, and uh, it's failed for us before. Yeah. I feel like um, I don't know what what is LGP doing these days. Is he available? <laughs> he was a river last time I remember. Uh, no. But well, but I feel like uh, you know. Also, you just gotta you gotta take the transfer options as they come to you. If someone yeah. comes to you with enough money and you think it's that value you know they're meeting your valuation of the player then yeah no that's fair and you're right like at at this point in his career us getting that amount of gam for (laughs) 
George Campbell, it might be short-term pain, long-term gain, because we get a lot more to invest. We can flip that around to probably a couple players to fill out the roster. Um, I don't know. I just, I, 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 I love George Campbell and I, I hope he does really well in, in Montreal. Um, and especially as like a immense national team supporter, like I, I hope, I hope to see him in that lineup at some point in his future, obviously not right now or probably in the next year or two, but, um, Anyway, like Stephen Perales, he's saying if the plan was getting Callens and Noah Cobb being a better prospect uh, than George Campbell, uh, then it's a great move. Then it's a loggerway move. Then you know I don't know a ton about Noah Cobb. I didn't. I, for some reason, I thought he was in his twenties. I didn't realize he was seventeen years old. Uh, he signed his homegrown deal, so oh, maybe Noah we'll Cobb, see him. Yeah. yeah, we'll see him. We'll see uh, Caleb Wiley. Um, Efren Morales, maybe is that a? You think we'll see him this year? Depends on the injuries. Because he's a center defense mid, right? Um, FM Morales, <laughs> or maybe he's a center back. Maybe he could play center back for us. Did you see yeah, Carl Fagan's point? Did, we, did you mention that and I just didn't listen to you? What's that? Did you did you mention uh, Carl Seggy's point about the extension for Parada's contract? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. So to your point about whether or not he's going to be here for the long term, sounds like they've extended his contract at least through the 22 season so or through the 23 well, season. through 23 season yeah 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 and an option to buy i think you know what like like i said you're not looking for two walker zimmermans to really like yeah. snuff out offenses in in mls and if you can have a guy who is that big of a set piece um uh terror like like parada is and i i think if you you kind of I think you take that and kind of give, you know, you're, you're okay with a few goals that he lets in or a few mistakes that he makes. If he's getting a few on the back end for you from, from set, from set pieces. But so you so, talk about, go ahead, Dan. Oh, I was just going to say, so you, are you comfortable with a, with um, a center back pairing of, of miles and Parada for the, for the season? Is miles even back? I mean, he'll, he'll, training. he'll be back, okay. but I mean, he's an injured miles. Parada, yes, has scored some goals, but he's not the best defensive player. Right. That's what I'm saying. Miles is, though. Like, Miles could be that cover for him. Could right? be. He, we don't know what the injury is going to be, though. No. Fuck it. Put Noah Cobb out there then until he's <laughs> healthy. Like, I don't, I don't know, so, man. <laughs> I, I think we need a center back. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I'm being gaslit right now. I just said that oh. like we had two two guys who started at times at center back last year, got rid of both of them in the offseason. That wasn't a good move. And you guys are like, oh, it was a great move, but we need a center back. No, I did not say it was a great move. I said I can understand the move. And if you're not if sorry, like, I didn't say it with an accent. But... I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue that George Campbell was a marquee center back. Like if you're looking for depth, I think you can have a better depth piece than George Campbell back there at center back. And he's it's not like he's bringing you something and he's not going to be you know he's still got a lot of potential for another club if you can get something out of the mm-hmm. transfer with him now and just sign somebody else that's just going to be a depth piece all of this to say i'm less worried about center back and all of the talking points that you made about miles robinson when we still haven't addressed brad guzan and goal 
Like, oh, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's cool, dude. It's cool, dude. We signed another three forty-five-year-old uh, keepers. <laughs> like um, I said, like I think that you talk about center backs letting in a few goals. I'm much more worried about our forty-five-year-old goalkeeper back there that's coming off an injury that is going to have to somehow stand on his head when he was struggling to do so to begin with. You well, know? maybe that's the plan. You just play one center back, so Miles, and then you put Guzan and Diop in goal. Yeah, two goalies, but one yeah. only one can use his hands. I like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like it. Um, I was trying to take. I was trying to take a look at the available defenders on the free agent market in MLS, and it doesn't look like MLS has kept their website up Active. and running. Yeah. Is, there URL, <laughs> is there URL available? It's oh lock my it up, god, dude. dude. Um, <laughs> Okay, so Matt Hedges, their number like number two defensive free agent is no is he plays uh, for Toronto now. He, he's still showing as a he is still showing as a free agent. So maybe that list is kind of useless then. Never mind. Aaron Long was out there. Has he has any signed with anybody yet? I don't think so. No, he's going to LAFC, I guess. Maybe. Oh yeah, he's at LA. Yeah. God, man. Okay. Well, we don't have that cachet anymore, I guess. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. Tom Tom Shrek. I think that's a new name I've never seen in the trap. So this club doesn't have the patience to let Conway grow, grow into the role, kind of uh, poking at or uh, replying to Elliot Beaven saying make or break for Conway this year. That's I agree hard. with Tom. Yeah. Yeah. I, I he he said, I think he'd be better going out on loan. Yeah, I agree too, because you're right. The patience isn't there to just throw a like youth 11 out there and just let them figure it out and grow. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, and, and to say it's make or break for Conway. I mean, he hasn't really had that much of a chance to be the guy, right? How many, how many starts did he have last year for us? I mean, he's also just Three? 21. Right, exactly. Yeah, I I also just, I don't know. I find myself in my old age reverting to some of Dan's comments from five years ago whenever we were having similar conversations about George, George Campbell. Bella. Uh, George Bella. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, I, I think I saw enough. I don't think I need to see him <laughs> in that starting role. Like, he had it. He, he had a chance, but I think he's just not there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I think that, like, in, I mean, it's going to be an extremely special player to come through the Atlanta United Academy to be the starting striker Absolutely. for Atlanta United. It's, I mean, my, my son's kind of started his journey into that Atlanta, into like whatever Academy. And I'm like, if you're going to go through Atlanta United, you probably want to be more of a defender because, <laughs> you know, we, we don't want to spend our money there. We want to have prospects come through. We want to spend our money in the front. Dude, you I love that you're approaching this as a businessman and like <laughs> I'm gonna I wanna <laughs> you're also I feel like approaching it from the standpoint of like, look, this is also a financial investment from us as a family. <laughs> I need to see some level of return on this. And 
I'm looking at you, kid. You got my my genetics. I know you, we're just we're just not strikers. Like you, you might be able to rough it out as a defender, but I know it's just not in there for you. Well, luckily he has his mother's genes also. <laughs> well, and also my dad used to play. He was kind of a professional soccer player, but the talent usually skips a generation. So it went uh, from my dad, obviously skipped me. Yeah, we've and also- maybe my son has a has an opportunity, but no. I don't know. You're pretty good to me, Dan. No, oh, thanks, Dan. Yeah. Um, God, you remember the Georgia Tech days? Those were the days, right? Those were Love the days. God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man. Just a couple. See, three, you three, three, saw just pumping just, it up the wing. Just three. Sh- 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 oh, no. I was talking about us playing together at Georgia Tech. Oh, like 10 years yeah, ago. yeah. 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 Just three shitty people on the in Midtown <laughs> playing, playing, uh, playing some turf. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Nathan Explosion, the aforementioned Nathan Explosion, NYCFC fan says, I believe Sean Johnson is still a free agent, which baffles me as an NYCFC fan. They're getting rid of everybody. It's true. And it baffles me because we get to go back to Kevin's point about Brad Guzan and that being a real question, right? Like you've seen him out on the field training. You saw the two baldies out there. He and uh, Goatman were out there training the other day. Um, but we signed Clement Jopp. And we signed Quentin Westberg. And we brought back Justin Garces. Uh, well, I guess we've given him a professional contract. Uh, he's, I, I mean, he's, he's supposed to be the future. Re- we released Rocco, or his loan was up last year. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. Yeah, that did not work out. I yeah. know people were all sentimental about it, but it was, I think the writing was on the wall pretty early on when yeah, he wasn't hitting in games. Yeah. So Quentin Westberg's 36-year-old uh played for toronto last uh clement job is 29 years old um yeah, we'll yeah uh it's a 29 for a keeper it's pretty good if, if we get some uh if we get some performances out of here but out of him but it doesn't make sense to me that we didn't or don't go after sean johnson it just it it just doesn't make sense to me unless he commands dp money because he's arguably the best keeper in mls um, he's a hometown kid, even more so for me on this side of town. Um, it's it's just kind of baffling. I would have loved to seen him between the sticks, and we could have probably had him for the rest of his career. Um, Maybe we're saying, just seeing how the market goes. Inflation, man. I mean, he's still. What all I'm saying is, like, I know when we signed the up, they said. Our final piece of our goalkeeper course right. is here. Yeah. <laughs> like I do, I do understand that. But maybe we're just seeing like how we go through the transfer market. I mean, to your point, he's still a free agent, and I haven't—not that I have the best ear to the ground—but I haven't seen any rumors of other teams going after him. Uh, Elliot so, even said, "Well, I don't know if he's saying this as a hunch, but he says I think Sean Johnson's going to Toronto." And that would be crazy. Um, that would be, a, I don't know, Toronto's going to be a scary team moving forward. Um, but yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me unless you really feel like Jop is that heir apparent for the next couple of years, the transition years maybe between Brad and Justin Garces, if, if Garces really is the guy. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know, who starts in, in goal? I mean, is Brad going to start, you think, come February in well, the preseason? Who is the guy? Obviously, you haven't seen Brick by Brick, where they make it very clear that he is doing very well. He's doing really good in his training. You know, they show the training drills. 
and all that sort of stuff. He says that things going really well. They have him on that like I'm not buying zero that, gravity that, that propaganda bullshit. <laughs> that media no. control. You're just no. listening to what the United Media is telling you. <laughs> That's right. Big Atlanta United. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> big, big United's pushing some Guzan agenda. I'm sick of it. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure. I kind of agree with Kevin. It probably is Brad. Uh, we'll see how it goes that's what we've got to look forward to this year i'm out well i mean so last year obviously brad got injured and then we had rocco and then we had godinho and then there was nowhere else to go from there so maybe if we go brad and then it'll go diop and then it'll go quinn and westberg and then it'll go justin garces you know depending on how many goals they let in uh, in the game that they window, all and then... <laughs> Alec can upon return. <laughs> that is the that is the biggest group of players that our goalkeeper is, is where I'm really worried. Yeah. And it's one where we actually have four guys on the senior team in a yeah. position of one. <laughs> An army of one. Dear God, I I mean I and and Guzan's the highest paid goalkeeper in the league right now. If I'm not, I think, yeah, yeah. I think he took a pay cut. Yeah. He took a fifty percent pay uh, cut. Did he? Wow, I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Yeah, I mean that's what real dedicated Sounds club players do. Sounds desperate. He knew he had to get <laughs> some money or no money. <laughs> I think I think I will say over his MLS career, I've I've, I've underestimated Brad Guzan at times. And I do. I if he yeah. is anywhere near where he was prior to the injury, I think we're solid back there. Like I don't think that's a point of question. Um, distribution, distribution is feel- always going to be a little iffy, but like. The, what he gives you between the sticks is is pretty close to what what you need in MLS. Occasionally, except for whenever there's snipers in the stadium and he just gets stunned in the middle of a one on one and just doesn't make a decision one way or the other. Just God! and uh, and the sun rays. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's really unfair. It's it's, it's reflecting <laughs> off of Gutman's head into his eyes. Sorry, guys. I'm a. I'm sharing a, a bathroom wall with a uh, with a crying toddler, and so I'm gonna let you guys talk for a minute while I, while I wait for the the cries to die down. I can't hear it. I can't hear it either. I know, but I'm not trying to keep her awake. I think you mean uh, it's the sh- the shrieks of the defeated. Is that what? It's, <laughs> I think that's the technical term. Is that what it was? What, what was it? The shrieks of the enemy. What was it? What was the what was the phrase from Atlanta United last year? Shrieks of something. Oh, I don't know. Atlanta United. What was it? Bruno Cubas. Would Joseph take a fifty percent pay cut to help Atlanta Atlanta get another player to help the team win another championship? Wow. That answer is a hell no. Um. Yeah, there's no chance. I mean, he's going. He'd be going from like. Four million to two million, and uh, you know, we've—I mean, we've already paid him. Well, we will have paid him seventeen million, but 
Uh, Tom Shrek, they are, but they are green. I think we need another starter. That was in uh, uh, Domer asking form, if, right? if Cobb and Morales are center backs, which oh. they are. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they are green. They're green. I've, I mean, they've never played MLS games. I mean, they've played in the twos. Um, what do you guys? What do you guys make of another key departure that we haven't talked about yet? Marcelino Moreno, oh, Marcy man. I had his jersey. I had the scarf. You are like Isaiah. the kiss of death, man. I am the Yamil Assad jersey, Marcelino Moreno jersey. Well, I got the Arujo one, and apparently there's some Brazilian team looking at him, but we'll see. Um, yeah, I. I mean, really, when you look at it, he was not the best fit for the team, right? We want, I mean, absolute wizard, technical wizard, excellent dribbler on the ball. He's just not fast enough. I mean, that to me is, that is the crux of it. He's just not fast enough. Especially at the tempo that Atlanta United wants to run this offense at, which is abundantly right. clear. Um, yeah. And... It's it's like he's just and we've tried it multiple times. It's and you get whiplash. It's like you go from if or you get on a you get a team moving forward at a pace with Miggy and then you turn around and then you're moving at a snail's pace of pity and then you get on line with Aruju and turn around and do the same with Moreno. Like it's just like you're constantly up and back and and mm-hmm. just sort of in quicksand it seems like and he's certainly a very talented player with the ball at his feet, but when you're wanting to really move at this level of pace and really going right at defenders, I don't know that he fit into that system in a way that was ever realized with this offense. Yep. And then I'd also say, you know, it's kind of like these DPs. We just, they're like hair, hair, hairline trickers. Like yeah. Moreno came in and then Arujo came in. I think Arujo is a better fit into the team. Yeah. But he just, he needs to get into the box before yeah. he even tries anything. He has to. And yeah. he's he hasn't been doing that enough since yeah. he's been here. So I, if we keep him, there's got to be some sort of come to Jesus moment with him because he is not, he doesn't help our team. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I wouldn't be so concerned if he went away and we had another open DP spot. So you're not very high on Aruju at this point. I mean, no, I, I like him. I, I think he could be a fantastic player. He just needs to be more team friendly in terms of like linking up passes and getting into better positions before you take a shot. Yeah. Uh, and I think he could be a great slashing uh, winger to hit diagonal runs into the box, but he he just doesn't seem to have that in him or it's not been trained in him or no one sat him down and said, look, if you can't do this, you're done here. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to bring your value up. And that's the whole thing, right? Sorry, I'm going off on tangent now. If if players don't fit this system, the value doesn't go up. No, absolutely. So, so he need he needs to understand that. Come on, come on. Yeah, again, it's it's back to the point that Tim made earlier. It's like you get a marquee player, but you you kind of have to make sure everybody's like that's the standard now. It's mm-hmm. like everybody needs to be playing to that standard because just as much as one player going for that 
um, raises some of the stock and some of the prospects of other players, uh, multiple yeah. players doing the opposite has the same effect where yeah. you're sort of you're hindering other players' performances or capabilities as a result. You know, you're, yeah. you're shouldering too much of the responsibility and making others sort of look negative by reflection. Yeah. And that's, that's why I'm, I'm really, I, I'm, I'm pretty high on what obviously Lagerwey is doing and cleaning out a bunch of these players to make room so we can make more moves that are fit with it within the team. And so what I'm hoping they're doing, I saw that they put out a hiring advert for a data analysis. So that's great. So maybe we can go from one to two people in that department and just um, get in place to fit, fit what we're trying to do here. Let me ask you a question. Do you think based on Atlanta's run of, of DP sort of formation or selections over the past seven years and knowing that Joseph is all but gone at this point, do you think that Atlanta United with knowing Aruju and Almada are your two DPs, do you think that Atlanta goes for another forward for that third DP? Or do you think that they go for a different position? I mean, that, that's yeah. been that's been the way that MLS by and large is structured is to go offensively with DP positions. But to kind of bring it back to some of our conversations earlier, it's not unheard of for a team to go for a dp whether it's goalkeeper or defender or otherwise do you think atlanta stays with that and, and would go like for like with a striker for that third dp slot so tom shrek saying atlanta united partnered with the data guys from the sounders who started a new consulting company excellent sorry karen to your point absolutely 100 we have to go for a dp striker yeah. but it's got to be someone that works with armada yeah, I agree. They have and they've got to work them. with Aruju to that same point, yeah, because you can't like force yeah. one and not the other, right? Well, like, I think, but then that's back to my point. Like, Almada is the guy. Yeah, he, yeah. He it primarily, I would say, the striker needs to work with Almada, right? And then I would say, Aruju needs to work with Almada and the striker. Like, I feel like Aruju is more of a a secondary concern mm-hmm. when you're when you're trying to put that together. But um, it, it, it's got to be it's got to be someone who's fast because Almada can play those through balls in. It's got to be someone who could. I mean, this is the thing, though, like prime Joseph Martinez would be perfect for Almada. Yeah. But of I course, agree. Joseph isn't that anymore. No. Yeah. Um, so one name that I have seen in the trap and one name that uh, Domer uh, mentioned in the trap, but also whenever I saw him uh, earlier today at Kroger is. Olivier Giroux and that is I mean that's a striker I would take in a heartbeat <laughs> that's a designated player I mean, to me like it, it we, we we need a designated player or we need a striker DP it's just it, it, who fits the bill right now so imagine Giroud's abs and Parada's abs I don't think one building can hold that amount of abs so i i would say Giroud's out just based on that yeah um but i think he is the type of striker that like (laughs) i i would well first we haven't talked about uh gosh we're already coming up close on an hour so i don't know if we want to spread some of this out but yeah um what where do we put derek etienne if we're going to play like 
is Aruju's role uh, that of a left winger if Derek Derek Etienne has been kind of the marquee signing for for Atlanta United in the Garth Lagerway era so far? Like him being a he's a left winger, right? Etienne. Yeah. Like what is that do? Like what do you? I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out this lineup. And if you're going to be having bombing wingers feeding in crosses, you need a target. Like you need a number nine, like a true number nine up there. Right. Yeah. I Um, was kind of like the way I did it very quickly was, it was just a a four, two, three, one. So, uh, Goodman, miles, a new center back Lennon, and then Sosa and Alonso, Almada, Edian on the left, Arujo on the right, and then a, an absolute killer DP striker. <laughs> who like, those are? Who, I mean, is, who is that? So I saw, and again, I don't want to get too deep into rumors, but like there was there were rumors about Chicho Arango from LAFC being shopped mm-hmm. around. And if that's a if that's a player that we can get something like thirty or forty goals in fifty games or something like that for um yes uh, please for LAFC like. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, he scored thirty goals in fifty-one games. Like that's a guy, another guy taking a heartbeat. Like, and we have all the game. That that has to be to go back to the offloadings of players, and and then also we didn't even talk about the fact that we traded our our MLS super draft pick for like one hundred fifty thousand in allocation money as well. So we have to be stacking that money to be able to buy or trade for players in the league. And there have to be some strikers that we don't know about that are kind of on the block, right? Outside of MLS? No, no, no. In MLS. For I MLS. mean, we would have to use... For, I mean, I guess depends oh, right. on how it's split between GAM and TAM, but like we have to... There have there have to be players that Lagerway is targeting. Yeah, oh, there has to be. Um, so they said... That there's potentially three players coming in, one uh, at each level, which I don't know why we need more in the midfield. Level? That's I'm pretty sure that's what I saw Pineda say. Oh. Hmm. Expect well, one one signing per level of the field. Obviously, not a goalkeeper because we already have 16 of them on the roster. But okay, that makes yeah. sense. But does it? Do we need well, another midfielder? Yeah. I, so our midfielders are. Um, we just signed Sadich, which we didn't talk about either. There's so much shit we haven't talked right, about. Right. So Sadich, yes, but Sadich is depth, right? Uh, yeah. Then we've got Ibarra, who tatted didn't not have a great year, and there's talk of people wanting him gone. So I'm not sure what happens with Ibarra. Then we've got Sosa, who is suspended the first three games, but Sosa is someone we keep. I, I love Sosa. And uh, then we've got Alonso coming back, uh, Huseto, who. I mean, it seems like the whole fan base cannot stand. Um, a Johnny Fortune, huh? So he is interesting. Well, he's depth anyway. And then Almada. So we've only got to play our first game. Let's say Alonso is not available and you're going to play Almada. Outside of Almada, you're going to have either a Johnny Fortune, Huseto, Sedich, or Ibarra. I mean, that. That's not a, you know, and Alonso's 37. He didn't look 37. He didn't look 36 last year before his injury. He looked great. He looked great, Tim. Absolutely. He did look great. But it makes me worried that at 37, I mean, he's two years younger than me. And if I had an ACL, dude, I'd be done. And obviously, we're two completely different people that different 
ends of the athletic spectrum. But all I'm saying is, is you, when you get older, it's it's a lot harder to come back, and we just don't know what what we've got with him. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I I I don't know. I just feel like glaringly right now that forward has to be that it has to be the the target for us. So if we don't sign anybody else. We need a forward. Let me ask. I don't actually know a lot about Drude. Is he fast? I think he seems to just score with his head all the time. Oh, he scores with his feet all the time too. Oh, he does. Yeah, he's an outstanding forward. Outstanding forward. Um, I don't know, Kevin. What, Kevin? What to you is the biggest need in the lineup right now? Going into one of the two fake tournaments that we have at the beginning of before the beginning of the season. I think it's I think it's the utility player that links between uh, Almada and Aruju. Um and I think that to Dan's point it certainly can be a forward and probably makes the most sense to be but I think that that's really what I see as the what's going to make or break this team is that you can't put all of the responsibility on Aruju to somehow change the way that he plays to then mingle with the way Almada plays and vice versa, right? Like you want to build around Almada, but you also don't want to prohibit or overcoach um, the things that Aruju does give you and that Aruju is capable of doing well. It's trying to find a player that links those two. And I think that that was always the struggle with the players that we've had in rotation over recent years is the inability to consistently do so, whether that was Moreno, whether that was Barco, whether that was Joseph and, and Barco kind of wasn't, he wasn't there whenever Almada was there, but it was always that, it was like Joseph was going to Joseph no matter what. And the team always seemed like they were half committed to building around Joseph. And in a lot of ways, I think that that's what led to his success was that you had a team that was not necessarily structured around him, but was able to adjust to accommodate him through the likes of Miggy and, and the players that we had over that tenure and in that run in 2018 we've not really identified who that player's supposed to be over the past few years. There's been different players that wanted to be that guy, whether that was Pity Martinez, whether that was Barco. And all the, to- all the time, you had Joseph kind of there in the trenches that also wanted to be that guy. None of them really facilitated him, and he didn't do himself any favor- favors either because he was in and out with injuries. So there was no consistency in the lineup. So to get back to answering your question, I think that, Ultimately, what this team needs is a player that's going to link between the two clear uh, posts that you have in this lineup between Aruju and Almada. And whether you want to say that this team is building around Almada or not, in a way, you're building around those two players. And to build around those two players, you really need to link them in some way. And so I think it's going to be important to find a forward that doesn't want to be the Joseph Martinez stand and deliver and be the guy. 
and you also don't want somebody that's just truly going to be in the background either like a Cisneros type like you need somebody that's going to be capable of doing both and facilitating the best out of both of those players around them and I don't know who or how or what that person may be I'm just that's not my level of of knowledge about the you know Giroud's of the world or whoever that may be but just from a uh, a skill set and and what they bring to the lineup, I think that that's going to ultimately be where this team thrives. I think that all of the other things that we talked about tonight, whether that's center backs or lack of depth on center back or who's at, at keeper, you know, you kind of figure those things out. I don't think that those positions are necessarily ones that you live and die by in MLS. Um, you see pretty rough teams with with sort of stopgap goalkeeping and and a rough shot defense end up getting through to the playoffs and and kind of make a go at it um i don't know that they necessarily win cups but you know if you can at least build that foundation and and have a utility player that you know if the goal to in my opinion it looks like if almada's the next guy that you're really wanting to build up and ship out you don't expect to see him here for more than another year, but if you've built a utility player that's capable of linking multiple other players back to your point, Tim, it's a, it's a system that can then be adapted to with another marquee player in that same position the next year out there, regardless of if Almada's is there or not, because you've built the other positional where like you've built these other positions around not having to be that guy, you know? Yeah. I mean, you have me sold. Yeah. So I, while Kevin was doing that excellent talk, I was looking at some <laughs> potentials. Thank you for thank you for coming to my TED talk. You're welcome. Uh, so one of the guys uh, who would be absolutely perfect, uh, but it's probably not going to happen, is uh, Endrick from Palmeiras. Uh, but it's already like Man United and Manchester City are already sniffing around him. Uh, he's valued on transfer markets t- for twenty million. Um, oh, he's already gone to. It looks like he's got an upcoming transfer to Real Madrid, so that's not going to work anyway. Um, but I mean, he would have been a an awesome center forward, even though he's only sixteen years old. Sixteen, <laughs> flipping heck. A sixteen-year-old value. Maybe they can. Maybe they can loan him to us. <laughs> yeah, they, we wouldn't go for that. But um, interesting enough, going on, um, Mateus Villasanti. That's a name we haven't him? heard in years. Yeah, center him. defense yeah, mid, right? Yeah, playing playing for Gremio. Mm. Um, he's obviously got. I mean, we were looking at him. Man, we were looking at him in two thousand eighteen. His value has increased uh, from right what we're looking at, 125k to well, right now he's at four million. Um, I mean, he would be a a great six um, for Atlanta United, but that's I doubt that's going to happen. Well, I guess we just have to keep our ear to the ground because I don't know who we're who we'd be going after, but. I mean, we have some pretty decent pieces. Youth, like I, I really liked what what we saw of Mosquera 
towards the end of the year, whenever he started breaking into the team. Um, I mean, Jossie Zardes is available, right? Is he? Wow. Nope, Austin FC signed him. Damn it, MLS's website sucks. They so you know the, out of date. So the the latest rumor is Georgios Giacomakis from Celtic, who has been more supplanted by uh, Jack Panini striker uh, Fukurashi, I think. I'm butchering that name, um, but he scored uh, 26 goals in 58 games. Um, with Celtic over the last season and the 19 games they played of this season. Uh, that's, but he, there is uh Urara red diamonds um, in Japan, apparently are looking to sign him. And I believe Atlanta United are trying to hijack that deal. So he would be someone who uh, we're obviously looking at and could be a guy. Apparently the fee that Urara are looking at is four million for that package. So I mean that's that's still to be seen, obviously. Um the guy I was looking at for a while ago was Matteo Rotegui, but he is in the middle of his loan to Tigre from uh from Boca, I think. So that's obviously not gonna be in the works. But he's one to watch. Yep. Well we uh we let Brandon Vasquez go and that's turned out to be a pretty shit move for us. As uh, Domer says, uh, we need to beg Brandon Vasquez to come back. I would feel so much better about this team if he were still here. Yeah, yeah but then you never know if he's going to have developed the way he's developed at Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, Bruno Kubas brings up a good point. Another new name in the trap. I know you mentioned him earlier. I just saw he subscribed. Thank you for for joining, man. Uh, he said, "I feel the left is too busy." Etienne, Mascara, Gutman, Wiley, and Aruju. Um, he's just saying I think Aruju plays better on the left, which I would agree. I don't really see him as necessarily the inverted Arian Robin winger, um, left-footed winger. But um... well, the good thing is you can play Gutman and potentially Wiley. At the same time as Eddie and Mosquera, though you probably, I mean, only playing Wiley there if Gutman's injured. Um, but then you know you're going to have to. If you start, are you are you going to sacrifice Aruju over Etienne, or are you going to try and see if Aruju is better on the left? You, you're going to put Etienne on the right. I feel like that's these are our. Uh, but then, best. where do you where do you put Caleb Wiley? What do you do with Andrew Gutman? Like what? Well, well Gutman's going to play left back. So yeah, but where's Caleb Wiley? You can't knowing like what he provides the team. I don't know that in good conscience you can keep him on the bench, right? So I would say you've got to have competition for those. I mean, you can't just have you know Mascara and Wiley and not have Etienne. You you've got to have competition for those spots. So. Um, I feel like that's enough. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we have too much competition on our left side. We have nothing on the right side. We have Brooks London playing right back, but then what do we have on the right side? Nothing. Well, we've got Arusha and uh, Machope Chol and Tyler Wolf. Oh, that's true. Tyler Wolf's back. So we'll see how he does. Um, apparently, apparently he's pretty good. 
though yeah. I don't remember him being that great, but that was almost a year ago. I also didn't realize his brother plays for his dad in Austin and played 21 mm-hmm. matches last year. It's yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah, he's doing really well. It's a year younger. Yeah. Um, all right. We we about ready to close up shop for the night. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. It's good to be back. Thank you guys for everybody who tuned in. New names in the trap. Love it. Absolutely love it. Hope to see you next week and or whenever we record before preseason might be a little more sporadic. I don't know. I'm still down for every week. Uh, we can talk about that offline. But um, yeah, just uh, going into it. I hope uh, hope we see you guys and, and more new faces. If you guys aren't subscribed, make sure you're subscribed. So one thing I think we should do for this year, um, just once, if we can get us all together is to identify a game where we can actually go and tailgate. Yeah, I was thinking, like, I think next week, let's do this, Dan. So you kind of already used yours, but let's do, um, maybe we do, uh, for the number four in HB4D, we do, like, yearly goals, right? So, like, yours would be, so each one of the hosts, has a goal or something that they want to do for the season. And the, 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 the listeners would provide the fourth one, whatever that may be, whether it's scarves or a viewing party or another FIFA tournament or whatever, we figure out what those things are. So like, cause for me, one of the things that I've always wanted to do is for us to like do almost like, uh, like commentary slash like match like the three of us get together watch a game oh record, yeah record our oh, commentary yeah. and thoughts as the game's going on and we let people know so that they can sync up with it and we can sort of just have that interaction while the game is live you know a match like a, companion a, yeah exactly exactly so maybe next next week or next time we record that'll be kind of our our goals for this season as we we come up with what all we each individually want to do you know i like that idea dan is like we pick a game and we all plan to do a tailgate for that game um whatever week that is this year and whatever match that is this year and all that and we'll uh we'll figure out what other things we can do with the people because it's also been a couple years since i feel like we've been able to manage doing that with everything else going on so that'd be great absolutely all right um so in the meantime where can the people find you guys tim what about you um you can find me on instagram at tim herb dan uh, you can probably still find me on Twitter at DNJMS. And you can find me on Peloton at The Architect. That's at the underscore A-R-C number one T-E-C-T. <laughs> yeah, it's been really fucking annoying that you come in and just like <laughs> blow me out of the water. <laughs> I had my own little space, Kevin. It was just for me. Yeah. You came in and fucking it's, ruined it. It's become really evident in a way that I don't think that I was really prepared to um, <laughs> confront or or really acknowledge is just how competitive I am with stuff. And mm-hmm. my wife said something about it a couple weeks ago. And I was like, oh, yeah, I really am. And then I get into these situations in life where i'm competitive with myself and it's just me against me and peloton is one of those things and it's just it's not good for anybody around me so it's it's fucking awesome though i love peloton because <laughs> uh, i see you on that i'm like okay you know what i'm gonna discover my power zones <laughs> <laughs>
Guys, uh, Kevin, you you made mention of your wife, and I realized this is the first time we've recorded since you got married. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. Kevin got married back in October. <laughs> wow. I didn't realize it's been that long. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it has been. But yeah. Anyway. Pretty great. Yeah, Pretty great. That's amazing. Fantastic. Uh, so yeah, looking forward new season, uh, same old show. So, uh, you guys know where to find us at on Twitter collectively at home before dark. That's before spelled B and the number four. Love the hell out of you guys and gals. Uh, thank you so much. We'll see you next time. As always be home before dark. Let's go find a striker. Oh, and go bills. <laughs> <laughs>